0: Welcome to Becoming Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Taylor Campbell. I'm a birth and bereavement doula, as well as an adoption and surrogacy doula. Doula means woman who serves. And although I love happy births, adoptions, and surrogacy, the pro bono part of my business is in bereavement. I'm here to help you. I'm also mom of 18, yes, 18 children with over 30 years experience in the trenches as a mom myself. We have a huge blended family, and I've also experienced the loss of our adult son. Remember, give a shout out to those brave enough to share their stories on how they have become parents. Let's dive in. Welcome to Becoming Parents. I'm your host, Jen Taylor, and today I'm here with Tiffany Alvarez. And I, you know, air quotes, know Tiffany because I, um, creepy, sexy cyber stock (laughs) on, on Facebook groups where there are women who have lost babies because it's part of my business. And Tiffany, you have a Facebook group called miscarriage, breaking the silence that you've had since 2017. So it's not new. You have a Mm -hmm. big following. I tell me about how that started, like, bring me up to the starting point of that, because your story is going to be pretty emotional. Yes, (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> already is a little bit. Um, I started it in 2017 after we had our first loss. Um, it was just kind of more of an idea from a family member just for a way for myself to have an outlet um, mm-hmm. for my losses or for my loss at that time. So it wasn't really something that I was like super, like, I'm going to do this right now. It was more like an... Un- you know somebody gave me the idea and I was like you know what yeah because I'm not the only one like even just me having that first loss I found out like so many of my family members that had lost babies as well so it was just a way for me to kind of voice what I was going through and then it ended up being kind of like people you know telling me as well what they had been going through too I think
0: there's a lot of things in life that until you go through it you have no idea And once you go through it, like for women with miscarriage, when you go through it, you realize nobody's talking about it. You're kind Mm -hmm. of treated like you just need to walk it off. Like, just go on with your life. It's not considered like you, like I lost a son at 23 years old. Miscarriage is Mm -hmm. nothing like that. It's not treated like that. You're not emotionally supported. The doctors don't even know. I, I don't know that they know who to send you to, or if there's someone specific, I mean, like women keep it hush hush. Doctors are kind of like, see you next time. Did you get pregnant naturally that first time? Have you ever gone through yeah. a fertility? Yeah. Okay. So
1: you got pregnant no, naturally. I was, it was all natural. Like me, I never, I actually honestly didn't think I could have kids because with past boyfriends, like that I had been with for long periods, like we didn't use protection and I never got pregnant. And then I was with um, my current boyfriend now, who is the father of all three of my kids, and we got pregnant. So it was like, yeah, we didn't even—I honestly didn't even think I could when I the first time I did get pregnant.
0: So that's—I mean, I think we hear a lot more about miscarriage. I I went through infertility and I had three. Um, when infertility is involved, you you—it's almost expected. You have a much higher chance. Yeah of having a miscarriage, but yours was in the second trimester.
1: Mm -hmm. How far along was you Um, were you that first time? So the first time with David, we were 17 weeks. Um, Mm. Yeah, so it was about 17 weeks, like just like on the cusp of it. Um, And then it ended up with all three of them were all second trimester, like early second trimester. And like gradually, we ended up getting a little bit further, like a week or two each time, but still oh. I haven't yet yeah, made it. There,
0: are, there are a couple issues with this, and one is until twenty weeks, you don't get a uh, recognition of birth or a death certificate, so you don't go through that process. They don't really recognize it yet up till twenty weeks, yeah. and so um, there's no real closure. And, um, they don't have, in my experience for, correct me if I'm wrong in your experience, they don't give you options when you're, did you go to
1: the hospital to miscarry? So with our first one, David, I did not, I actually, honestly, I didn't even know I was having a miscarriage. I didn't have any prior bleeding or anything. Um, I know the night before I didn't feel good. Um, but then I woke up in the middle of the night, I actually lost him at home. So okay. that was a whole traumatic experience from the other two, um, obviously, because I lost him at home. So we had to go to the emergency room. The hospital we went to for that experience was very traumatizing. Like it was literally just like they just happened. Like, sorry, <laughs> like that's pretty much how it was for that one. Um, for the other two though, for um, our second son, Ray and our daughter, Lola, who was our recent one in um, 2020, those two, the experience, I mean, given the circumstances was much better. Um, The hospital we went to, I ended up having them there at the hospital um, because the second one I refused to go home. And the third one, they just ended up admitting me. So the cat's trying to get in our conversation. (laughs) I love the cat. (laughs) It's,
0: so on that first one, so here's the thing, women don't know. That you can miscarry and bring that miscarriage. Basically, like for me in the state of Nevada, the mortuary that I work here with really closely, it's about 14 weeks that they can cremate and get any any remains back, right? But you are further along than that. And most of the time, because below, these are hard um, conversations, first of all. So I'm probably going to have to trigger warning everyone, but- A baby before 20 weeks is considered medical waste. It is a fetus. There's a baby there. looks Mm -hmm. like a baby. But as far as how they process that miscarriage up until 20 weeks, it's medical waste. And what they do with medical waste, in my experience, so if you have different information, I want you to jump in. But they autoclave it, and an autoclave is just a massive sterilization unit. And they that's how right. they that's how they sterilize all instruments for surgery, for everything, right? They autoclave the tissue to kill all bloodborne pathogens. And once that's done, they can dump
1: it in the landfill. It's like compost yeah. or anything else. That's that's what I imagine happened to our first one. Um, like I said, we lost him at home. So we took him with us to the hospital and basically a towel. Um, yeah. so I they once they took him, I don't I don't know what they did with them right um our second one at the hospital like I had him with me and then I guess um they were gonna do an odd like some kind of work like lab with stuff on or whatever to see if they could figure it all out right um with our last one because she was a little bit further like we got a little bit more information and we got her cremated so we actually have her with us Okay, so that's that's the stuff that's not discussed. If you have a miscarriage
0: up to mm-hmm. that fourteen week point, like I personally know of people who do the cremation process in, with lower yeah. heat. So no, you can be six weeks pregnant and have your baby cremated.
1: Well, yeah. See, no one they don't tell you right. this kind of stuff. Right, right. <laughs> like the no. second hospital I went to, they did tell us. Uh, well, they gave paperwork, but it's like when you're going through thing so you don't want to read through paperwork to see that stuff
0: right you want somebody to come into your room and say hey you have some (laughs) options here and these are options yeah Uh, tell i want to i want to get your feeling on this because in my experience it's almost impossible for women to process grief if they haven't processed the birth and with miscarriage you never really get to process the birth right you you gave birth and you have a baby so it's you're true, yeah. Constant
1: state of grief and loss that you can't do My anything. First one, with. Yeah, our first one was definitely the hardest for me because, like, it, it just happened. Like yeah. the the second, the second and the third, like we. Well, I knew like after certain things happened, I knew it was happening, and I think the fact that I had them in was the, like our second one, I was induced, you know, at the hospital to happen okay. there, and then with Lola, I. I knew what was happening because I just from like my medical issues like from the bleeding and stuff like that like I knew what was happening as well so it's like and then the you know sending me up and I was put into the high-risk labor and delivery so like I knew what was happening I knew I was going to be delivering them so like having them at the hospital is a whole lot different from like having the miscarriages at home
0: well I think the like first you time you're terrified too you don't really oh yeah definitely <laughs> And you feel like you're supposed to go to the medical team to help you figure it out and take care of it. And then they kind of blow you off.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got lucky that I found a doctor who was very understanding of everything um, and wasn't afraid to like ask for tests for me and lab stuff. Like she wasn't afraid to do that. And hopefully, you know, when we do decide to try again, like I'm able to get her again because she does know my history she's been there for all three of them wow okay
0: Yeah. and because usually again until you hit over 20 weeks they don't offer testing basically in a miscarriage you as the woman who just has gone through a very traumatic loss have mm-hmm. to, you have to advocate for yourself in a way and you yeah. don't even know what questions to ask you don't even know what options there are right and so mm-hmm. like those first two babies some in my opinion someone should have said I know this is traumatic, but you have some choices. You have we you have the ability to take the remains to the hospital, uh to the mortuary. We can transfer the remains to the mortuary. The and this is the cost to cremate if there is a cost because you're over fourteen weeks every single time. Like it, there shouldn't even yeah. be a question, right? So that no, you get to be. process it. They they can get footprints that far along. Um. One thing I want to point out that you have done that most women don't do, you've named them all. Yes.
1: Yeah. Did you know to do
0: that in the beginning or was that later that you did that?
1: Mm, no. So with David and uh, Lola, we had their names picked out beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, with Ray, we weren't sure what we were. We had names picked out. But we didn't know what we were having until we had him at the the hospital. So we already had a name for him picked out. Most women don't name the baby. And that makes a big
0: difference in like, Uh, it's a terrible situation. It's a terrible situation. So uh, in that terrible situation, there are things that you can do to make it better. You started Mm -hmm. the group after you lost Ray. And David, I'm sorry, David was the first one i apologize so you lost david and you um you started this it's kind of like a blog but it's it's a page i mean you you're kind of tracking your journey with that first loss in 2017 so tell me Mm -hmm. what happened with that page with the group that you have and how that started to grow and the feedback you started to get, because I'm hoping that you you're a resource to other women and I'm hoping that it can, has continued to do that and has helped you. So jump in and talk to me about the page, the group. Yeah.
1: So in the beginning, like I said, it honestly wasn't something that I was super like into. Cause I was going through obviously all the emotions of just losing him. And, but I did definitely want to use it as something that I could, try to like just in the beginning it was more to for me to voice my opinion and what I was going through Rena. You know, and then when we started trying again, like you know, trying to get other people's like advice, like what they were doing. And it gradually over the years has become me like same thing, kind of like saying my journey, but also trying to give other people hope. Because yeah. I mean for myself, like even with everything, like we haven't, we haven't given up.
0: And I know you talk about that on your page and yeah, I feel you. Holy cow. And it's, I mean, that's how I found you because it was there for other women. Yeah. Um, And women post their information. I reached out to you personally, like, can I post information? What can I post? What about yeah. you know, and that's how we met and started talking. But the more I think we share this, the more, I mean, It helps us to share the story. I know when I've shared my story, it's like it's very cathartic, and then also you're helping people, and then you're encouraging them. And holy cow, people don't realize yet how strong and brave you are because you've had these three miscarriages, and you you don't you haven't had a rainbow baby, you have no living children,
1: Mm -hmm. and yet yeah, it. I try just because, like I said, like I even for. Because, I mean, obviously, like, when you have had losses, like, you do feel, unfortunately, like, some type of, like, envy and jealousy towards people who have. Yeah. So, like, another goal of mine is just to kind of, like, even for myself, like, it's helped me to grow, too, to, like, not feel that way. Because, like, especially towards, like, people like us who have had those losses, like, we shouldn't, I don't feel like we should be feeling, like, any envy or jealousy towards them. We should be, like, you know, happy for them like beyond happy because we know what they've gone through
0: it's really hard to separate all of that out I mean kudos for really feeling like you want to because feeling overwhelmed and sad doesn't mean that you're not happy for the other person Mm
1: -hmm.
0: also I think it's important for women for what you've gone through to set boundaries and emotionally you know how much you're able to show up for another woman again doesn't mean you aren't not you can be happy for them and support them and also keep boundaries on your own emotions and space and stuff and that's that's a really that's a really challenging thing to work through yeah um i know when i started going down this path uh to help women I didn't realize there are so many holidays. I know this is a really silly thing. Yeah. But there are like I I have a list and remind me, I'll send you what I have so we can compare notes, but there are a lot yeah. of holidays that that I don't want to use the word celebrate, but recognize moms and dads who have gone through um infertility, prematurity, infant yeah. loss, like the whole month of October is for that and there are really ways. There's like heart's release. Um, there are all kinds of things that get done. And uh one thing I want to ask is I know you have you have the Facebook group. What mm-hmm. else do you do to process your own grief?
1: Honestly, I just have family. <laughs> okay. Um, a lot of people tell me it may be counseling, but I feel like I have a very good. I mean my mom in general she's been my like strongest person um she actually oh. lost our oldest sister when she was 7 months old or 7 months um pregnant. pregnant yeah so she's been um and she actually had which is it's not genetic but the same um incompetent cervix so she had to get the cerclage as well when she was pregnant with me my middle sister and myself after she lost my um our oldest sister which is one of the issues that I have as well so um we have that in common and she's just been just the fact that she's been there for me the whole time I mean honestly she's been the best person I've had for this whole journey that's incredible okay I have a couple questions I do your sisters have the same issues Um, so no, our oldest sister, that's the one that she lost. Um, and then my other sister, she, she, no,
0: no no problem
1: issues like that. No, I had a miscarriage, but it wasn't anything that they got, like, figured out. It was just an early miscarriage. Okay. Does she have kids other than that? Yes. Yeah, she has two
0: it you know genetics are a crazy thing because i know it, thing a lot of it ran in my family so i wasn't surprised right. i mean i kind of knew right before i was 16 like i was probably going to have trouble and have a higher rate of miscarriage and my sister and i definitely we both had gave birth but we both also mm-hmm. suffered a few she suffered more miscarriages than i did and mm-hmm. um uh, with the four girls i gave birth to two of them yeah. uh, probably quite possibly will not be able to have kids. And so it's a really hard thing as a mom too, like with your mom knowing what she went through and that she was yeah. still able to get it, like it's a really, really hard thing. You kind of as a mom feel like, like I did this to you even though you didn't, yeah. right?
1: So I'm so yeah, glad that she's there. That was definitely something we had to get um when we found out that I had the same pretty much the same issue as her. That was something that we had to get figured yeah, because she did think that like she i got that from her and um, i mean technically but, you like, did but no then, yeah yeah technically yes but no like they said like didn't like you know no like you don't that's not something like you know like diabetes runs in the family you know something like that like it right doesn't, like, run in the family to have that
0: now i want to talk about oh. that so Okay. They, the doctors started doing testing on the baby, the second loss. Mm-hmm. Is that the correct?
1: First, so, after the first one, they did, um, my personal doctor, she did some blood work on me, um, and you know, tried to get what she could from the other hospital because it was a totally different hospital, um, than what I went to, than when I went to the emergency room. I don't know why, maybe it was just to heat the moment, but she did stuff on him. And then they, that's how they found out that I had a blood clotting disorder that basically only comes when I'm pregnant. So something about when I'm pregnant, it caused me to have, um, easier. I, I get blood clots easier. Okay. So, and it's usually is what, um, caused me to like bleed during my pregnancies and, um like for our last one it caused me the placenta to separate so they're they're figuring out what the issues are yeah
0: Mm. and yeah isn't that like like that's the worst thing were there anything was there anything wrong with any of the babies was there any indication okay
1: so that part's fine they were all perfect it's just so like i said like we figured out like over the time like and that's what, that is kind of what the hardest thing is like, cause each time we've kind of thought like, okay, we figured it out and then we have it. And then it's like, okay, we we'll figured it out and then have it. So like the first one, obviously we didn't know what was going to happen. So nothing was figured out the second time. Like, okay, you have blood clots. We'll put you on Lovenox. So I took Lovenox shots, um, and had no bleeding. It was perfect. Everything went fine. Still lost him at 18 weeks. So then, from that, they're like, "Okay, well, you've lost two early trimester. Like, you weren't bleeding. We think you have an uncommon cervix. So the next time, we're gonna sew you up." Right, so, right, right. Which yeah. So with Lola, they sewed. They did this, sewed you know, the sewed up the cervix. Cerclage. Right. Yeah, they did my cerclage, and she stayed in there. But then I had the bleeding. Yeah. So which ended up causing me to get the blood clot separated. The placenta from uterus so on and end up losing her as well i mean
0: no matter how much they sew things up if the placenta separates yeah that's yeah the sur- so you here's the thing that i think is crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> you started the group and i get why you a lot of us uh, start something when we've gone through something traumatic yeah. because we need yeah. to work through it's it like and an we want right yeah and we want to help other women. So it's kind of twofold. Mm -hmm. So I totally like, that's awesome. However, it means you're working with and talking to women like constantly since 2017, Mm -hmm. who are also going through loss and that can be hard. And then you're a preschool director. Yeah. And when I learned that, like when I got your information, I learned that I was
1: like, how, how are you doing that? It's, it has its moments especially um you know after the losses going back to work um that was tricky (laughs) but it definitely I feel even though it was hard I feel like it helped me more because I was still I mean for me I felt like I had to go back to work even if it was going to be hard because it would help to sidetrack my mind you know being around babies of course was very hard but yeah it also was comforting in a way for me okay. so I mean I know everybody's probably way different because I know just from people that have you know because I do have people like message me and comment and stuff like that and like they're saying like I can't even be around my family's kids like I can't even imagine like being around other babies like it's just not something I can do so I mean, I guess that just kind of just shows like, you know, how everybody just deals with things differently for me going back to work and being around like the kids and the babies. Like it just, it it helped me somehow. I don't know how, but
0: it did. I I think it's amazing. I think it shows you're right. We all do it differently, but it shows how strong you are. And I mean, aren't babies like all the hope we have, you know, we put all this like hope and joy and, um, into that possibility but I still think it's phenomenal that that's something that you've continued to do and that actually mm-hmm. makes it better for you. When yeah. when you, ha- how did you have the option to cremate the third time? And were
1: you mad that you didn't have the option the first two? Um, Yes, I was very upset because <laughs> I I could have very well had them at home with me like I do her. Um, I think the reason why I ended up discovering that option because I, I probably got the same paperwork for the second and the third okay um but the sec the third time we were in the hospital for they kept me for like three or four days because I was also the beginning of COVID okay. so when things were still like yeah. not COVID but COVID yeah. so yeah. they you know they kept me there for like monitoring and everything like that because nobody knew what was going on um so I had more time to sit there in the hospital and actually like look over all the paperwork they gave me um, and seeing that there was places that actually do like cremate your babies like, and you can take them home with you. So that was something that, um, like I said, I do wish I would have known it for the other two, but I'm glad at least I was able to have it for at least one of them. Um, so all I mean, it just shouldn't, it's great
0: that they're giving paperwork, it's great that they're giving anything, but i you definitely should though have people
1: coming and talking to you about it yes. because they have like when you're there they have like all the nurses and people come in like counselors um you know they have chaplains come in and see you priests and stuff like that for whatever religion you are right and you know if they definitely should have somebody saying like here are your options of what to do with your child cuz right. you know i i definitely was after especially after three you know someone came into my room and you know if they didn't correctly call just my daughter what her name was then I would definitely correct them because yeah I mean yes you know like you said they don't really consider it a you know viable thing until 20 24 weeks but it's like no that's that was my child like you're gonna call her by her name
0: what's so interesting is that physically and emotionally you're going through a birth you delivered a baby you said you were induced the
1: second time yeah the second time they induced me because i was losing him and they were gonna send me home um to do it at home and i was i refused i was like i'm not going home i was like i'll sit in the emergency room waiting room until it happens like i'm not going home right um so luckily, they were able to get a hold of my my personal doctor, and she did whatever she had to do, and they admitted to do it do it there. So, so you went through an
0: induction, like you went through everything. It, so it's just I'm, yeah. I know I'm harping on this, but it's just crazy that you go through. You're pregnant. You have hormones. You have a baby. You can see mm-hmm. that it's a baby. You're a second trimester loss. And they've induced no. you. And then they're like, okay, have a good day. See you later. You can go home now. Well, like,
1: And then what? Luckily, with, with the first one, that's how it was. Luckily, with the second two, it wasn't like that. At the yeah. hospital I was at, it was, like I said, it was amazing given the circumstances, like how they handled it. Like, they actually treated me and my child like we were, like, well, like they treated my baby like it was a full-grown baby. Like, they did, didn't treat it like anything less.
0: Did you get pictures
1: or? It's so hard in the yeah. moment.
0: Oh, you did? Oh, good. Okay. Yeah,
1: with both of them, I have, well, with the second and the third, with Ray and Lola, I have pictures, um, and I also have, like, measurements. They give you, like, little oh. memory boxes. So I have that for both of them. Um, and then with both of them, like, I got to spend time with them because they have, like, oh, the... Good. The beds they bring and they have like the little coolers or something yes. on them so it's a cooler yeah with Ray I got to spend like a day or two with him and then with Lola the whole time oh. I was in the hospital she was right by me the whole time oh like, Tiffany I'm so didn't glad leave me at all yeah
0: I'm so yeah, glad
1: was, that's how yeah.
0: and like again it's a horrible situation and you got I mean with Lola you got the best of a horrible situation
1: yeah, And I really did. Yeah, with Ray, it you, made it obviously you, harder to leave. Yeah. <laughs> because I had her with me there. But it's like, I mean, in the end, I still got to bring her home with us. So correct. It, yeah. I, I'm so
0: grateful that you're brave and strong. And I can. I told you in the beginning, like I'll try to be tender, but we're going to talk about tough stuff. And um, uh-huh. I I'm I'm really grateful that you're strong and willing to have these conversations. Um, what is your plan moving forward? What did they learn with Lola? Did they learn anything new? Because you knew about the blood clots and the cervix potentially. What's your plan moving forward? Because that was over two years ago.
1: Yeah. So I seen us another course, another specialist afterwards, but he was apparently one of like the best ones in our area. He was out um in Folsom, I believe it was. Um and he just said like next time we're going to do the circlage 12 weeks um okay. you know as soon as possible if he can do it sooner then sooner but 12 weeks for sure i'm going to be on the lovenox so the blood thinners to help with the blood clotting um and then from there we'll assess like if he wants to do any like hormones to try and you know thicken my cervix lining and like anything like that so they're for sure though, at least the sur- the and the lobinox for sure is what I'll be on. Um to hopefully what about bed this. rest? Any bed rest? Um that'll come as it's gonna like I said, it's gonna be a uh, just seeing what I need. I think I'll probably okay. be obviously monitored a lot more. Yeah. Um last time I was going in like every three to four weeks, and I'll probably be going like every week to every other week. Yeah. So just super moderating. Luckily, everybody at my work as well, like they know my situation. They know what I've been through. So even like the last time when I was pregnant with Lola, they were all very like, go sit down, like don't do anything, (laughs) like just go in there and just relax. So it's like they all know as well, like what I've been through. So it helps as well to have like, like I said, like I had, I have a pretty good support system, like home at work, like just everybody. How is
0: this affecting your husband? I, I think sometimes um, we forget, like, it's their loss, too. Yeah, they didn't go through
1: it the same way. Yeah, which is definitely something that I've tried to, like, advocate for as well, that people, and a lot of the time, it's not even really that people forget about them. It's that they put on a face because, you know, they want to be stronger for us. So, yep. I mean, he, <laughs> he doesn't show his emotions obviously as well as I do (laughs) he doesn't talk about things as much as me so it's like for him like I know because I know him I know he hurts but he doesn't voice that like I do (laughs) so you know he does this more with him like he just has moments where I can just like see it so yeah
0: I mean, men definitely, you're right. They want to be the rock for us. They don't process Mm -hmm. emotions. They're not going through the physical, hormonal, emotional part of it that we are. And they are oftentimes our primary support. There was a statistic I read that it takes like women immediately, immediately are dealing with the grief and loss. And it takes men like 30 months before they actually wow. are processing it. And they, I mean, obviously you, you men can be really, really involved and excited or sad or whatever, but you actually delivered them. You were the one on Petosa. Mm-hmm. like women's, we go through all of it and they're, yeah. they, yeah. So, I mean, but men get left out in the fact that they need help often because they've lost child too. Yeah you know it's not one way I don't
1: think like he really like because with the first I mean our first one obviously for but all of everybody included was you know traumatizing like I said for the experience but I don't think he really like really because I think the last one was what hit us the worst because like I said like we thought we had figured it out like so I think with the loss of her that was the one that really like got him yeah
0: what has been the, have there been like best moments with the Facebook page? And yeah, let's talk about that first. Have there been great moments? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't change what you've gone through, but it's kind of helps to work with other women.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the best moments I've had is having people on there that I've seen be on there since I started it. And now they have babies.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I'm trying not to cry this whole time. But that (laughs) one. Um, Yeah, that's the hope, right? The hope is the rainbow baby. The hope is that it doesn't it doesn't erase your loss. Because one of the worst things you can say to someone is, oh, well, at least you have other kids or you can get pregnant again. And there's all these things. Right. But how what a beautiful thing that that's one of the best things that's come out of the group because yeah
1: yeah, that's amazing yeah I mean I mean I have I have close friends who I well I have a close friend who it's weird like we end up having like miscarriages like really close to each other I mean we were both actually pregnant with Lola like I was pregnant with Lola and she was pregnant with one of her babies at the same time and we both had miscarriages oh so it's like we both went through it together and she just had her baby um oh goodness I think he was like seven months ago so yeah it's it's definitely hard but like you said like it's it, that's what I want that I want people to not like give up just like I know we haven't I know we'll probably try like hopefully once more and that happens I don't know about after that like if we'll try again but you really never know
0: (laughs) no you don't you can't you can't walk it until you're there and the fact I mean Mm -hmm. on your page your group you talk a lot about um never giving up and moving forward and Mm -hmm. that it's hard um so I figured that you were planning on trying again and I didn't know how spaced out everything was um I'm yeah we don't really have
1: a timeline I think right now it's just, we're not trying right now, but I know probably, I know for me personally, I want to try again before I turn 36. So we'll have about a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. So I know before then, but other than that, like the other ones, they were just like, we lost David We started trying, I think about six months to a year later. Um, and Lola, it was just kind of something that just happened. Like we, we weren't really trying, but we weren't not trying. Um, so for the next one, I'm not sure when we'll try again, probably within the next year, I'm thinking. Well, it was three in three years, right? Uh, yeah. 2017. I mean, yeah. 17, st- 18 19, or 20. Yeah.
0: Statistically, 80% of miscarriages happened in the first 12 weeks. So you already mm-hmm. like you were in what most people feel like is a safe zone. And now, you know, like you, yeah. you know you're going to have to be monitored (laughs) it's not and i'm so sorry about that i mean i know that all all of us who have gone through it would pretty much do anything to take that away Um, i'm Mm -hmm. so grateful for your group you're pretty quiet personality so i was really excited you were (laughs) like you did this group and you have it but i i'm Mm -hmm. not this is not a put down it's easy to hide behind that and you haven't been as vocal like in person and I'm so grateful you're willing to do
1: this yeah definitely not as talkative in person (laughs) but um I do I do try to but no I I, I, I was not a put
0: down not everybody (laughs) has to be like super vocal like I am yeah I'm just really proud I know that you like coming on and really sharing your story. It's hard. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, you're more introverted. I'm so proud of you yeah. for coming on here and sharing and allowing me to ask really tough questions. Yeah. So thank you for well, being on. I mean,
1: yeah. Like you said, like the goal for me is just to like help other people. And even if it's like having to be vulnerable and talk about stuff that you know we really don't want to talk about, but it it helps. Cause I know, like I said, for me, the most helpful thing was like finding out, like even people like that, I didn't know my family had lost babies as well. And then coming out to me and telling me what happened. Like, it's like, there's so many people that have miscarriages and lose babies that don't have anybody to talk to like ever. And it's, just, it's one I in mean, four. I, it's one in yeah. four pregnancies. Yeah. And it's like, I have people that message me on our group page that you know talk to me about stuff and like saying like they have nobody to talk to about it like their family doesn't care or they you know don't make them feel like anything they're feeling is valid and you know it's really sad to me because I like I said like I've had people there for me this whole time so to know that somebody doesn't have that like I can't even imagine what they're going through. Well,
0: they have yeah. your page and now they know who you yeah. are and <laughs> yeah. that, you just have to search that out and a- advocate for what you need. Thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, of course.